You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. podcast listeners my name is chris armfield i'm oliver wong oliver wong also known as the dancing king i saw that on the notes i don't i didn't sign off on that well I don't know where it came from when i was getting ready for today's podcast i kind of closed my the spirit eyes and i went dancing king i just saw you dancing all over i see you dancing all over we just got back from north carolina you were dancing like crazy there like no one was around mm-hmm. but you confessed i see everybody around me chris and i'm okay with it yeah, my nickname for you is Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has any like meaning to it other than I think that you're a nice guy and I think you have a great imagination about you. So thank you. That probably fits. Thanks. I don't know how many people walk around and go that Chris Armfield is nice. Yeah. Not that I'm not nice, but Super I don't nice. know if that's ever a description I get that it's a nice guy. I get other things, but not nice. And that's fine. I like that. I appreciate yeah. it. Listen, today, you are, if you didn't know, you should know, but you're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast. Our goal The reason we sit here on a weekly basis is to help you identify where you're at right now, spiritually, emotionally, uh, relationally, even physically, and we help you identify that and also what your next step following Jesus might look like. And today, our topic is going to be how we leverage love, how we leverage love. So we're going to define what love is, we're going to define what leverage is, but that's really where we're going to go, that's what's going to happen, and we're really excited to jump into that. First, we do want to just bring up a totally unrelevant topic that we brought up last time on podcast just to open up the discussion forum on to eat the cookie before the sandwich or to eat it after we've become a really Mm. uh, strong advocates for Sully's uh, downtown Sully's the the bagel joint down there which always get a Griswold sandwich just to plug that but I always get a cookie and I always like to eat it first and I just believe that save Mm -hmm. the best for first right what do you think about that well I just want to say that we found ourselves at Sully's today yeah which I think there's something in our bodies that Wednesdays tell us to go there and I just realized it today uh, I followed your lead, in fact, because I ordered first, you ordered second or third, whatever, and you ordered a cookie. When I saw it, I went back and ordered a cookie. You gave me a little bit of heat for it, but that's okay. And I ate that cookie first with you and just want to reaffirm the excellency of that decision. Yeah. First should be the best. Save the best for first. Save the best for first. Yeah, it's really important. I think it's How about some, so just you guys, we didn't hear back from anybody who is arguing for or against um, dessert first, but if you still have some thoughts, we'd love to hear those. Those are important to us. And why don't we just hit, let's do a 60 second, maybe 90 seconds of current events, but really it's not global current, it's you and I's friendship current events. Yeah. What would you say some current event talk, talking points are for us before we jump, jump in? I had a great time uh, at, at none other than the Billy Graham cabin up in North Carolina yes. in Montreat, which Montreat. I had to say with the French kind of accent there, Yeah, uh, and got some opportunity to hang with the staff, and it was just really good. I love being able to do family with the people that we do mission with, it's great who you're with, not only what you're doing, love that, and got to see some good movies, and I will say mm. one of the things I think draws us together is our mutual you know, affinity for Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yes. Great guy, and yep. just brings a lot of awesomeness to every movie he's in so favorite leo movie for you would be um you know this is might be new to a relationship but i'm a huge fan of baz lerman's romeo and juliet oh that was good i feel like his hair game was so on point in that film it's just 
when an did icon. You, when when I had my hair like that mid length, mm-hmm. you said it was a Leo hair, and yeah. I had a suit on that day too. You're like, oh my goodness, you channel. What movie was that from? Well, was that from that one? Yeah, it's his wedding. When he gets married, he has on a blue blazer and yeah. a white. And that was the day it was your birthday. You kept saying it was your birthday suit. Oh my word! So it's a little awkward, guys. Really but, funny. Yeah, really funny. Just to bring it back. Your favorite? Well, my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio film is actually coming out in seven years. And so this is just activating one of my gifts. And so <laughs> I'm only you, being serious. The life and times of Chris I would Arfield, say Chris right now, right now, at this moment, my favorite Leo film is, man, he's done so many good films. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I really just loved Catch Me If You Can, the one we just saw. I, just, I absolutely loved it. I think that was wonderful. Stood the test of time. What is that, 2003? It's still awesome? I don't know. It just, I just thought it was really great. Yeah. Really, really great. Well, let's jump into our topic today. The topic um, is a rather broad one. We're going to hone in on uh, the issue of love. We've done that before with Advent. But mm-hmm. we want to talk specifically about um, just really a practice and a discipline we can do in loving one another, especially in the conversational place. And that is through just the discipline of listening, mm-hmm. listening well as we uh, love others. So our topic today is about love. And, and Chris, why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, why you think listening is an important and integral part for how we love our brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's great. Um, so podcast listener, that's what we're talking about. I'll, you'll hear me use the word leverage a good bit. What I mean by leverage is, is, I don't mean that in any manipulative way. I just mean like if you're going to move a rock, some, you might need to put like a, some sort of object beneath it to help it move. And so love that moves in a certain direction or a word like express. So when I think of love, I immediately, probably like most people who read the Bible, if you're familiar with the scriptures, there's a passage that Paul writes to a church in this area called Corinth, and it's in chapter 13. And he describes love, and you know we don't read huge sections of scripture on podcasts, but I think it would be worth me reading through these verses, because this is what I think of, Oliver, when I think of love. All right, So let me just read some of this. You'll hear what I mean by love, and then we'll try to define... So this is a definition of love, in a sense. It gives us an express... It really defines expressions of love more than um, just what love is. It, it says this is what love looks like. So Paul writes, and he says, listen, if I am able to speak eloquently, and I, and I even like talk in a way that sounds divine, but I don't have love, then I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. So I, we have an ability to talk well, and, but if our talk doesn't have love in it, then we're just an annoying noise. I might have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge, meaning I might have divine power to know things and think things. Uh, but if I, and if I have all faith, so as to move mountains. So like, not only does he have power in mind, but even in ability physical, but if I don't have love, mm-hmm. I'm nothing. If I give all that I have away, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, so if I'm, if, I am, if I'm the most generous, benevolent person on earth, and I'm a martyr for something I believe in, but I don't have love, mm-hmm. I actually have nothing. So there's already a really powerful entry when we talk about love. Um, the, the negative side of that is just because you're talking doesn't mean you're loving. Mm-hmm. Just because you're doing powerful things, even helpful things or benevolent things, doesn't mean you're loving. Just because you are sacrificing yourself for something doesn't necessarily mean you're loving, which totally begs the question, Oliver, of, mm-hmm. so then what is love? Well, verse 4, chapter 13 says, love's patient, love's kind. It doesn't envy people. It doesn't be proud and boast. It's not arrogant. Love isn't rude. This is what it means. Like, if you feel, if someone's saying, I love you, but they're rude, it's not love. If they're arrogant, it's not love. It doesn't insist on its own way, which might be one of the most powerful ones. Um, it do, it's not irritable. Yikes. It's not resentful. Ouch. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, oops, (laughs) but it rejoices with truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things, and it endures all things. Love 
never ends. And then he just bookends it and just says, where power is and prophecies, they're going to fade away. Tongues, they're going to cease. Knowledge, it's going to pass away. Mm. Uh, All that stuff is not going to make it in the end. And in the end, it ultimately just says, we have faith, hope, and love. Uh, but of all these things, love is the greatest of these. What comes to your mind when you hear all that, Oliver? Well, the picture that comes to mind, I've heard it said before, it's a pretty extreme statement, but the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is control. Hmm. Um, a lot of the, the the verse 8, verse 9, as it talks about it's patient, it's kind, does not envy, does not both, and then it talks about the endurance that it takes to offer the fruit of love. Mm-hmm. It really paints a picture that love is a two-way street. Um, if I come into a relationship and want to control both people in the relationship, or I want to dictate and mandate how the flow and traffic of love happens between me and another person, mm-hmm. um, it really extinguishes the possibility of freedom and choice and ultimately love. C.S. Lewis is famous for saying that ultimately God's love is perfect, and that's why he allows for choice. He's arguing for the Arminius, Arminian side there, mm-hmm. but he's saying that really choice is a part of love because a robot, a robot can't love. Mm. So when I enter in a mutual loving relationship, listening, which we're getting to today, is really the margin that I provide, mm. is one of the margins I provide for the other person to choose out. Mm. It's the risk that I provide for other person people to reject me. And mm-hmm. that's why I think that that um, that listening is mm. so hard and so risky um, because, yes, I can prophesy. I can speak in the tongue of men and angels. I can be you know wise in all these ways. But what the Bible is saying here is that if I'm doing that without providing the other person to choose out of my relationship mm. with them, then it's actually not love because it's not a two-way street. Mm. It's a it's a monologue, not a dialogue. Yeah. So that's what I'm hearing us say is that love has to be a dialogue. It has to be a two-way street. It has to offer for freedom for people to chew out, choose out so mm. they can choose back in. So you you put a, a juxtapose, an opposite word like control. That's, that's really good because love isn't something that is forced. Um, mm-hmm. Control means you don't have an option. Love says, do you want this, right? And right. it kind of invites. Well, that's, that's helpful uh, as we continue to find this. Podcast listener, when I use the word leverage, it's a. I love the word. I think Oliver's growing to be more comfortable as I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by leverage, so just a typical dictionary definition is it's an, a power, a power or an ability to act or influence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you and I, we, we leverage things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is, we leverage whether the barista really enjoys your company or is literally just a slave to your orders. And so to treat them like a human who has needs and emotions and all those things, you are deciding to leverage my demand that I paid for this and I get a service or my partnership in thanking them for providing this for me, checking in on them, and also enjoying a service that they give. So when I talk about leveraging love, Mm -hmm. I think that the Corinthians passage makes it very clear. Love is the most normal thing for a follower of Christ. Mm to give away. And frankly, Paul says it's the greatest faith, hope, love. I mean, if I thought about, if I were to put a list, I'd go faith is the most important because it brings us into relationship. But one of the greatest identifiers and fruits of faith is love. If my faith is in a person like Jesus and his way of life, you'll know not by my faith, but by my expression of love. So when I'm leveraging love, it should show you what my faith's in. And, and I, I could go on and on about that. But when, I just, when our topic for today is how to leverage love, I really want us to understand very clearly what I mean. And I want to suggest two words. You've already mentioned a lot, the word mm-hmm. listening. I think that's what resonated with you when I was proposing this topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really what I mean by this is before you love someone or leverage love, I think we need to do two things. We need to listen to them well and make sure that what we're listening to 
we've we've learned what they've been saying well. So you listen, you gather mm-hmm. information, and then you make sure you've learned the right thing. Mm-hmm. Then you are ready to leverage. So let me give you a passage from First Peter, and then uh, and then Oliver throw it over to you. So First Peter three, I use this passage every time um, working with premarital couples. I think it's one of the most profound half statements. You know, it's short, but um, Paul's or Peter's writing, and he's talking to husbands specifically, but it's not specifically only for that that relationship. It's in every relationship. So he says, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Or you could say love, because Paul made it clear, our relationship bridge, the way that we express back and forthing is love. It's the greatest. So you could read it like, husbands, love your wives in an understanding way. All of our relationships are supposed to have this connection, this glue, which is a pathway to leverage love back and forth, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, whatever. And so what does it look like to live with our, our friend, our partner, our spouse, business, whatever, in an understanding way? What's so significant, I say this to couples all the time, are you getting your spouse to understand or are you using your efforts to understand he or she? Are you trying to get your employees to understand or are you trying to understand your employees? If you switch it, oftentimes, Oliver, if I'm going to be honest and everyone else is going to be transparent, we are trying to get people to understand ourselves, whether intentionally or unintentionally. If you just saw what I saw, then you would, be, you would affirm what I think. Mm-hmm. Rather than going, if I could just see what you could see and understand what you think, then I might be able to identify the difference between us and then leverage love right there. That's what gets me excited about today's podcast and this subject. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it really reminds me of the time that we talked on this podcast a few times back about peacemaking. We mm-hmm. brought about that analogy of playing the piano and tuning the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what listening does is just helps us uh, instead of one person trying to turn their tune their piano to the other one, again, keeping our eyes on Christ uh, is what we talked about with, in terms of peacemaking, and each of us learning to tune the piano so that we can harmonize better around Christ. Mm-hmm. The other model, uh, which we talked about, I, I mentioned earlier on the control side of things, would be me insisting that my sound, my song, my story, and what I think about your story is the only voice that matters, is the only melody that yeah. matters. Yeah. When really, as we'll get into some of the practical sides, we're both listening, and we're listening not right. only to the other person, but also to what Christ is saying and the tone yes. that, that we're hearing. And so, um, yeah, my takeaway, you know, for, at this point, even just thinking about love and leveraging love well for one another is that it's 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 easy to sort of control and mandate and define the terms by which we relate to other people, assume that I know best or know what the narrative is of why we're meeting and what the importance of this yeah. relationship is. Yeah. It's harder, rather, to leverage an opportunity for us both to speak in and Good. harmonize with one another wow. around unity. And I do, I do believe mm. that that requires listening, as you mentioned in first Peter, man, you're, you just defined it right there. Are we going into a situation? I like the word budget, meaning we're figuring out how much the bill is going to cost and we bring more money. So we bring in more relational equity, we bring in more trust we bring in more patience, more vulnerability. So we go into that situation and we're, we're literally building an opportunity to leverage things back and forth. And so oftentimes, like if one, if, I mean, you and I've done in our relationship, if, if we have something more challenging to talk to each other about or something we were hurt by, we don't front load a sandwich of affirmation, but we say, hey, I want you to know I'm committed to you and I love you and I respect you and I just wanted to ask you about something that you said the other day. And, and what we're doing is gathering information because maybe we're offended and go, I want to know if I can be offended. I remember uh, I, Amy and I just had a, a kind of a, a tiff recently and uh, she's our children's director and it wasn't about ministry stuff. It was just we were hanging out and um, I love it. The next day we went to sleep uncertain about what the tension really was. And the next day she said, hey, can we talk about our conversation mm-hmm. yesterday? 
I said, sure. And you know what I started to say? I just said, could you just explain what do you think happened? And I was asking, asking, I need to learn what you felt. And she shared the first thing she shared. I went, can I, I don't want to come across defensive, but I had, that was what you thought I was doing. I had zero intent. I never would have wanted to. And she goes, well, I knew you. And I thought last night, there's no way Chris would have done that. And I went, yeah. And so then I said, it was interesting. This is one of the favorite things that God has taught me. And it came out by a fruit of the spirit. The next thing I said to her is, could you just tell me what I did wrong last night and how it hurt you? Because I just would really love to learn from the situation. Mm. I actually heard myself say, and I was like, wow, that's not how I used to act. So it was one of those moments where you budget for not defending yourself, mm-hmm. but understanding the other person's perspective, and then understanding how that you could have been less offensive to the person across the room. So I would think, um, you know, one of those things that we try to do, we talk about the topic, which is leveraging love. We talk about the scriptures, which is a truth to trust. And then we talk about an exposing the myth. I'd love to just define that real quick, Oliver, and then you jump back in. But Mm -hmm. the myth to expose today is if we're leveraging love, which means, uh, you know, sometimes we think the most loving thing is like teaching somebody something or correcting Mm -hmm. them. It's not necessarily on the list, guys. So be careful there. We'll get to that in a minute. But leveraging love without listening to someone or learning about someone could actually be more harmful than helpful. Mm -hmm. That would have been like me waking up the next day and saying, Amy, I want to tell you everything that I think you did wrong yesterday. Instead, uh, actually, I, I give her kudos. She came up and said, can we talk about yesterday? And I said, yeah. What did you experience? What did you think? And then she did the same thing back. I mean, it was, it was literally what we're talking about today. And we hugged and high-fived and laughed the rest of the day together as the friends that we are. It was really, really sweet. So the myth to look out for is, well, I'm just going to do everything under the banner of love, and I can just go, 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 green light. Well, I would say... When you're about to do something, listen, learn before you leverage love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can make with 100% certainty, 100 out of 100 times, that if you've not or I've not gone to somebody in love and listened to their side of a story, we don't know the complete story. That's 100 out of 100 times because we're just completely blindsided to so many aspects and and things. And so whether it's even, you you mentioned a negative, you know, like kind of a conflict-oriented situation, but even, you know, with a friend or with a spouse, um, even that golden rule of, well, I'll just treat people how I'd like to be treated. If I try to love somebody without listening to where they're at and what their story is and how they prefer to be, to be treated, the bottom line is I'll never be effective in loving them completely. Yes. And so part of the process, an integral piece of the process, as we've uncovered and talked about here, is doing the due diligence. So I just ask you as a podcast listener, is there anyone in your life that you have not... Um, truly seek to un- sought to understand where they're coming from and That's listen great. to is there areas in your life and situations in your life that you can think wow I don't know if I've really allowed them to speak into how they'd like to be treated how they see me in the relationship how they see themselves or what they're looking to get out of mm-hmm. this relationship if we don't know that the 100 out of 100 times I could guarantee we are not effectively loving that person because listening is an integral part of loving. That's Oliver, it's just so so good, spot on. I, I think about that Corinthians passage, listen to this. What would it look like if you have a conflict with somebody and you did this and you were sure they were gonna do this? Verse seven, love bears all things, meaning there's nothing that you and I will go through that I cannot bear. Love believes all things. Believe in the gospel, like, wait, if they did something in wrong, I believe that there's a way out and they didn't intend to hurt. Hope's all things. I mean, hope is such a rare commodity, but it's going like, we can get through this. And endures all things. There's nothing that you can do to hurt me that we can't talk through and work out. 
and love does not insist on its own way. That's what you were just saying. And so I, I mean, I am, I'm in total agreement with you. I mean that. And I hope podcast listeners this is resonating with you that we have to gather information. We have to understand it well. So ultimately, the truth to trust today is the filter or the green lighting for leveraging love is listening and learning. Remember, topic, how to leverage love. How do I leverage the things that the scriptures say are the greatest? Well, you leverage those things by listening and learning patiently. What's the myth? The myth is I've got green light to love people the way I think all the time. You have a green light to love and leverage love through the context, the filter, the litmus test of listening and learning. And the truth to, test, the truth to trust is that the filter of leveraging love is listening and learning. I'm, I'm glad that we're where we are in the podcast because right now, I think potentially more than any other week on podcast, the practicals are probably the most essential pieces because I think I'm guessing podcast listener, you're pretty convinced what we've said. I'm also guessing you feel pretty convicted of it. Like, oh, I don't do that well. And man, I, I get it. I come to assumptions and I, I blow things out of proportion or I think I'm so right. Why am I so blinded when I get in the fight? How come I get in an argument and I think I'm ready to argue my point and I miss so many things about myself or the other person? Well, I really think as Oliver and I put these practicals together, they're some of the strongest things for healthy relationships. Doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. Boss, employee, husband, wife, child, parent, friend, these are essential. So Oliver, why don't you bring us into the first of three practicals? Yeah, the first of three is that we want to focus on leaning in and listening to the person that we are talking to and not just waiting to talk and not just giving the uh ahas and the verbal cues, which those are good to make sure that the person knows that you are listening, but actually be looking to learn, to change your perspective, to reassess your viewpoint, to re-understand who this person is. If I come away from a conversation and I don't know something new or something different about the other person, I've failed in loving them. That's a great So I want to carry that kind of litmus test asking myself, did I learn something new? Not only listen, but did I learn something new um, about that person? Mm. Um, because I think here's the thing, Chris, I think uh, we we as people, and they talk about this even in politics, we like to, to follow easy storylines. Oh, that's just a millennial mm. who's just lazy mm. and they, they just don't get it. And once they figure out X, Y, and Z, the way that I understand it, then they'll have their next step to, towards success. Mm. And, and that just hurts. That mm. hurts a parenting relationship. That hurts a spouse relationship. Mm. When you assume to know the beginning, the middle, and the end of somebody else's story, we've stepped out of our lane and into really God's lane. Our job is to understand their story so we can be an advocate for where they are. So I want to put myself in the position, you tell me your story. Uh, and I'm going to listen and try and understand where you're at through empathy as opposed to superimposing, oh, I know all about you because yeah. you fit into this one category in my life, and yeah. it's easier to put you in this story than rather than oh, really man. understand where you're coming from. Oliver, I think what you just said is so important. Um, I, we can never assume anything about anyone else. And I, this is a fact. I've never met two of the same people in my life, and I've never heard the exact same story twice, ever. So for you or I to assume that we know the next word someone's going to say or someone's situation mm-hmm. is literally unloved. As far as Paul's concerned, that is uh, arrogance. It's boasting. It's insisting the way that you think on that person. So you said lean in and listen, first one. So that always needs to be, am I listening before I'm teaching? Am I listening before I'm leveraging something? I love that. So our second one is this. Uh, Oliver, I, I just got to go on record. I learned this from you. Um, when we first started working professionally together, I heard you say something. After I would share something, you you've, you still do it, but you go, okay, Chris, If what I hear you saying is. And so I would say, after you've listened and learned, number one, 
uh, we and lean in to listen, get their story, we go, uh, what I hear you saying is. So what we're doing when you do that, your follow-up is, uh, am I hearing correctly that you just said X, Y, Z? So you're checking what you just heard with the person who's saying it. Because oftentimes we're listening, but we're really thinking about what we're going to say in back, especially if we're in defensive posture, we're only ready to argue with what we've heard. But if we're listening well, and we're leaning with listening, then you did the listen part. The follow-up is the learn. Did I just learn properly what you're saying? Oliver, it's one of my favorite things about you as a leader and as a person. As you think it shows a lot of respect, what I hear you saying is, and I know for me, it's probably about 50-50% of the time somebody says, no, that's not what I was trying to say. And I go, oh, really? So what were you trying to say? They don't repeat the whole story. They just answer it in light of the question I asked. So the reason I think it's so important, this is one of the things I've learned from you that I admire most, is it showed that you were listening and it showed that you were processing what you heard before you reacted to me. Every time you've done that, you've had no emotion, negative or positive. It was just simply consequential of before I do anything, am I hearing what you're trying to say? It's one of the greatest expressions of love I've seen from you, meaning in a relational context of conversation. So lean in and listen, number one. Number two, follow up in humility. Is this what you're saying? And if they affirm that, then number three, why don't you bring us in? Unless you have comments about number two. Um, all, all I want to say is what I hear you saying is what I hear you saying is. Does that, <laughs> does that go on and on and on? Absolutely, yeah. I nice. think we move from the place of judgment, and that's really where we're yeah. going here is that we can we can take the place of God. We can get out of our lane and start to mm-hmm. imagine that we know somebody else better than they know themselves. Right. We can understand yes, their motives good. better than they do. We have the opportunity to talk about actions, but really them bringing to bear their heart and their story and their narrative, that's a place that is between them and the Lord, and I would never want to, even in my attempt to love them, pretend that I know them better than they know themselves. It's a highly presumptive mode to start a communication line, and it's just not good um, in terms of love, at least 1 Corinthians 13. I would say the third point um, to close us up here in terms of the practicals is is really just guarding and protecting everyone's right to um, define and determine their own their own narrative. Um, we can only love people as much as they really want to be loved. Mm. And so mm. um, in just in a practical sense, in a conversation, I'd always want to ask before I would uh, ever want to speak in or That's give huge. advice. I always want to just literally, literally sign off, almost like a UPS guy, you know, yeah. like in a formal way. Hey, good. Um, I just saw a couple of things and I, I consider myself a good friend. I would love to come alongside you and encourage you. Um, there's just some things that it reminded me of, of my life and I was wondering if you'd be open to, to me sharing a little bit of what I've seen. Would you be open to that? And even in, in relationships mm. that have already gone down that path before, we can't presume that just because that door has been open before that it continues to be open. It's just a really, even in steps two and three, I see that there, Chris, is mm-hmm. that what's happening is that we are mutually agreeing. I'm giving you freedom. I'm moving right. out of control and I'm right. giving you freedom for yeah. us to share a story together. It's not me telling the story. It's us listening to one another and sharing each other's stories so that we can grow together together um, through life on life discipleship. Yep. I'll tell you what, what that looks like is maybe a simple question is, um, I listened this way. Here's what I've heard. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Based on what I've heard, can I share my perspective with you? I'll be candid. I've asked people that question and I've heard them say, no, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Usually it's because they were offended at some point and they go, you've lost permission to speak into my life. Mm -hmm. Love would not push through no matter what that situation is. Love's not going to push through and go, no, you're wrong. You need to hear me. That's leveraging your insistence of what you want to do. I would just tag with that. Can I share my perspective with you? And the question, podcast listener, you're so eager. I'm so eager to get to number three, right? Or number four, you think we have a number four. We don't. Number four is like, you get to share your perspective. No, 
if, like you said, UPS guy comes and says, do you want this package? And you get to say yes or no. And you mm-hmm. could say, no, I'm not signing for it. Right. Um, and that's okay. And love would go, okay, I'll be patient with you. Okay, I'll respect that. But the, the part of number three, can I share my perspective with you? If they say yes, my challenge to you podcast listeners is this. How does scripture shape what you are about to say? Because as you're listening to somebody, you're also listening to Holy Spirit. When you're learning with somebody, you're also learning with Holy Spirit. And when you're saying, can I share my perspective with you? You're really saying, can I share with you what I've heard with your words, mine, and Holy Spirit's? And here is how Holy Spirit has talked about what we're talking about. Meaning, we're no longer making this a Chris and Oliver thing. We're making a Chris, Oliver, and Scripture thing that we can comprehend together. It brings a neutrality and and a value that we have. We value the Scriptures together. Let's not make it preference or subjectivity. So if we're arguing about social media and what we're posting on it, we're not going to find something in Scripture there, but potentially we can find what Scripture says about maybe the heart issue is, hey, you're being deceitful on social media about what that situation looked like, and I think that's improper. It could be jealousy that I'm mentioning that, or it could be really a biblical issue that, hey, you're you're not walking in integrity, and that's a two-sided person, and that's not healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, So let's just go back through those practicals real quick. Lean in and listen. Don't assume you know their story. Every story is unique. Go ahead and ask a professional counselor this who's sat with hundreds and hundreds of people, and they go, they'll say there's no two stories that are identical. Mm-hmm. So lean in and listen. You will learn something because you're not that person, and their story is unique. Number two, mm-hmm. follow up with what you're hearing and say, hey, am I hearing you correctly? Is this what you're saying? And if you've gotten that correctly, don't assume they want your, your perspective. Say, may I share my perspective with you? And listen, if you're on here and you're a Christ follower, we don't have the right just to operate without him. With Holy Spirit's empowerment, Christ and the scriptures are going to lead you into a perspective that is reflective of the scriptures. And that'll help us walk that out. Mm-hmm. So here's a challenge. We've not done this on the podcast before. We, there's always something room for something new. But maybe the next person you talk to, uh, consider it a challenge to listen for the first 10 minutes of the conversation right. and listen for not only their story as they tell it, but Holy Spirit, what's the story you're telling in their life as yep. you listen with them? Yeah. Um, and and completely spend the first 10 minutes of the conversation without trying to be understood, but only to understand. I wonder what we would find. I wonder what margin and budget we would create for a dialogue type of love versus a monologue. I wonder what freedom it's we incredible. would see in, in allowing other people to choose out of connection that we would be able to see them also use that freedom and choose back into it and mm-hmm. what type of love that that mm-hmm. would leverage. Uh, we think, I, I just think it's going to be a really profound and powerful thing to do. Well, it's really great. What you just said is the, the fruit of the spirit called self-control and all that we're talking about here is self-control. So if you're like, I don't know if I can do this, you're right. Holy Spirit's giving you the strength to listen, to learn, to follow up, to care and to stay back. And I'll tell you what, that's when I hear Holy Spirit, when I'm listening, not trying to leverage my opinion, but really listening leveraging love through listening. I really hear Holy Spirit in that midst and I get to love somebody. Listen, podcast listeners, we love that you're listening. We've been hearing back from you. Um, I'll go on record. I just subscribed to our iTunes equipping podcast. Mm. It was great. I actually, I think I even left um, some feedback. I don't know if it made on there, but I said, hey, great stuff. (laughs) Because I actually do learn each week. So it wasn't just me. And that says my name on there. But could you go to the iTunes equipping podcast? It's CL Equipping. 
on iTunes, and you'll see, I think this is our 16th um, podcast for equipping. Would you be willing to uh, rate us? We'd love if you put five stars. That'll help people find us. And if you'd leave feedback, that would be great as well, because right now it looks like it's kind of a... Um, an unknown entity, but uh, I know I subscribed because this last week I actually listened to some of them and they were really encouraging just hearing back these truths because these truths we believe, not that our perspective is absolute, but the things that God's teaching us really are connected to absolute. So um, subscribe, like, give mm-hmm. some feedbacks, and then if you'd be willing to share it with people, we're hearing people outside of our church are now listening and they're being really encouraged. So that's one of the easy things you can do. So please give us some feedback on that, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Also, grab a Sully's cookie on the way out, as well as go see a Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio film. Because that's we just, true. It's connection. It's good. Listen, podcast listeners, we love you, and we help that we have yeah. helped you identify where you're at and how you can take a next step in leveraging love, ultimately the kingdom of God kind of love. That is why we're here to extend the kingdom of heaven right where we are. That pleases God and it pleases us. So we look forward to talking with you next time. We'll see you soon. Have a great week. Adios.